0: This is the Homeschooled Show from North Carolinians for Home Education. Our mission is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew McDill, and we want to welcome you to the show today. And again, I'd like to welcome into the studio John Lewis, who uh, at least one more time is our (laughs) co-host.
1: Maybe I'll make the cut one day. (laughs) That's all I got to say. So, John, tell us what we've got planned today. Uh, Yeah, today, Matthew, we're going to do the homeschool news, and then we're going to talk about our homeschool tip of the week. Uh, Today in the news, we're going to have some conversation with Dr. Brian Ray. That's going to be really interesting. And then the homeschool tip of the week, we're going to continue our discussion from last week um, about keeping your spiritual legacy in view. And then we got some new content about... Uh, leading a time of family worship in your home. Then we're also going to do our homeschool reality moment. And this is where we take a look at what's going on in uh, your homeschools and see how things are going and what you can share with us and how we can learn from you. So,
0: Great. All right, well, let's hit the news right off the bat here. If you remember in the very first episode of our show, we reported uh, some of the new population uh, numbers and growth for homeschools, and homeschool students in North Carolina. Now we got that information from the Division of Non-Public Education, but we also reported some of the the population and growth for the national scene. And when we did that, we uh, were quoting from Dr. Brian Ray, uh, who's with the National Home Education Research Institute. And recently, in the last uh, few weeks, he uh, published a new paper in which he significantly updated his estimates of the population and uh, growth rate of of homeschooling in North Carolina. And so recently, I was at a conference with him. It was the National Alliance of Christian Home Education Leadership. And I sat down with Brian and asked him to give us an update uh, um, and give us the new numbers and what the significance is. And so we've got this interview I'd like to show you and check out what Brian has to say about it awesome you recently released a new announcement or update on the numbers nationally yes tell us about that yeah
2: all right so a little while back maybe a half year or so ago the US Census Bureau put out a a report an article that said hey it looks like homeschooling has about doubled in the past year you know post government lockdowns. I thought, well, that, that's interesting, you know, so so most people jumped on that, a lot of media jumped on that, a lot of homeschool organizations jumped on that, and they said, hey, homeschooling doubled last year, you know, 20, right. whatever that year was, nineteen twenty. Yeah. I heard it all the time. 2021 versus 2019, 20. Yeah. I thought, okay, and you know, that's about all most of us had to go with. However, I started looking more carefully at what the Census Bureau did, and the Census Bureau said, this is called an experimental survey. And uh, they call it the Pulse Survey, P-U-L-S-E Survey. And it's it's a survey of households, and the unit of analysis is the adult in the household. So they're they're, they're interviewing and asking questions of adults in houses. And they ask questions like, well, during this year, are there any homeschool, public school, private school students in your household? And an adult says yes or no, and then they come up with their data. So the story that comes out is, Basically, the number of households with a homeschool child about doubled, but they extrapolated that from number of households who live with a homeschooled child. And then most of the people in the news media said, homeschooling doubled, which means the number of children doubled. That's not what the Census Bureau said. So I looked at that. Now, one new thing happened this summer. They changed from saying, do you have a homeschool kid in your, live with you or a private school? Person. Now they refined it. Now we got even better information. They said, in your household, how many public school children were there last year? Mm-hmm. How many private school students were there last year? And how many homeschool students were there? So that's much more precise data, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's how many right. children in each kind of schooling in your household. So I saw that and I thought, okay, this is an opportunity to do a better analysis of how many homeschool students somebody that's nary us research institute and brian ray think there were last year 2020-21 so i dug into that i got the data i analyzed their own data and found out what percent of school-age children were homeschooled and i'm not going to cite that right now then i thought okay when you're a researcher if you're trying to get a big picture you take all the best information you have right you don't just put all your eggs in one basket of one study Mm -hmm. so i thought okay we've got information from the Census Bureau. They're not the standard of all life in research, but we also have data from state departments of education like North Carolina. So I took each of those state departments of education and I looked at the numbers they gave Mm -hmm. for 2019-20 and Mm -hmm. Mm 2020-21. Now I wasn't necessarily looking for growth, I'm looking for a number. Mm -hmm. So I took these data and figured out from that, then I pulled in, Census Bureau data for all what how many school-aged children are there in America? I looked at US Department of Education data for how many school-aged children there are in America. I had to put all that together You know these averages these assumptions and then one more thing I said, okay I will assume based on my experience 35 years or so of research on homeschoolers and based on talking with homeschool organizations and based on compulsory school laws how much underrepresentation is there of homeschool students in surveys and Department of Education data? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I decided 20%. That's a subjective call, based on my experience and research. So I took, I took the percent homeschooled according to the U.S. Census Bureau Pulse experimental survey. I took the percent who are homeschooled according to state departments of education. I took my estimate of underrepresentation i put it all in a big bag a research bag (laughs) mixed it up did my calculations and i came up with last academic school year 2020 21 3.7 million plus or minus homeschool students in the united states of america grades k-12 through or 5-17 through that's the number i came up with okay so now what do we do you know
0: well and what's the meaning of that the the meaning is okay so compared to last year growth
2: that's really important it's like well so what brian you came up with a number yeah, yeah. wow what do we compare that to all right so if you go back a year or two so to say the year before all the government lockdowns or two years before the government lockdowns there were not very many people doing estimates i'm one of them however i've got to give the caveat about it you always take the best information you have at the time right so if you go back and you had you know the archives of our fact sheets online Uh, before I did this analysis I estimated that there were about 2.5 2.6 million the year before alright now was I right or was I wrong very difficult to know so compared to what I estimated back then to what I estimate for this past year it looks like roughly I would say I'm guessing my estimate before of two years ago was a little bit high. So let's just say close to fifty percent growth. I'd say forty to fifty percent growth from two years ago to last school year. I know that sounds all a little complicated, but so post government lockdowns, I would say we we saw maybe close to fifty percent growth in parent directed, Mm -hmm. home based private education. When you see a sector of education or schooling grow by up to 50%, that's huge, that's a research term, huge. It's big, no matter how you look at it, it's huge. So if in your state you went from, if you know, yeah. I'll make up numbers, if you went from 20,000, I know you had way more than that, if you went from 20,000 to 30,000, that's huge. Yeah. You know, so that's a lot more people who are experiencing homeschooling. That's a lot more people who your organization needs to support, that's a lot more people children who are not in the government schools so those government schools have to figure out funding and all their problems you know so that's a that's a major shift in one year no matter how you look at it
0: all right that was Dr. Brian Ray from the National Home Education Research Institute and you can go to his website to see the article in full detail with all of the uh, interesting research um, <clears throat> Uh, data there at org. nheri.org org is where you can uh, find out about that
1: we have one more piece of news right uh yeah we do wow by the way what a smart guy he is yeah. I, I really enjoy him uh so one other thing we want to mention to you today is that nche is hosting a mom's retreat an annual retreat this is going to be november 5th and 6th at the caraway conference center in ashboro north carolina so you can go to nche.com and get the information about that there's a link on the homeschool page for the retreat and there's going to be uh sounds like a great time of uh, fellowship conversation hiking s'mores crafts um games and uh, speakers and all kinds of good stuff. So there's a lot going on in that weekend. Make sure you check that out, nche.com, Annual Moms Retreat. All right, great. Hope you'll check that out. And uh, <clears throat> So let's uh, let's talk about our homeschool tip of the week. Yeah, so last week we had the homeschool tip of the week was to uh, remember to keep your, your legacy in view. And uh, we, we kind of ran out of time last week, so... Uh, We got it pushed over to this week. So um, Matthew, give us some thoughts. Yeah, so
0: I felt like there was uh, some more that we wanted to share Mm -hmm. about this idea of keeping your spiritual legacy in view. And I had just shared with you that both of my grandfathers were alcoholics, Mm -hmm. okay? And my parents uh, had a rough time of it in their home. But they became believers and uh, knew the Lord. And uh, as they went to college and met, they decided, as they decided to get married, to start a new spiritual legacy. Mm-hmm. In other words, they didn't want to pass on the, the way that they grew up. Yeah. So they're very intentional about that. And I, I think as we think of our home education um, goals and our mission, it's easy to think of all the academics, We're always thinking about, oh, we got to get that annual test done. What curriculum am I going to do? How are my kids doing in math? And those are important questions, right? But there's a spiritual question that we don't want to miss. My parents handed me the baton of passing on the faith. And now that is in my hand, and I have the opportunity to pass that baton on. And as we know, one of the most important uh, scriptures that we like to talk about um, in parenting, but uh, especially with home education is Deuteronomy six, starting with verse Mm -hmm. four. And this is the Shema, the the great commandment, as Jesus said, and, uh, it's hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. And then he says, "And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart Mm -hmm. and you shall teach them diligently to your children. Uh, while you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And so there's this whole lifestyle, this idea that our job as parents is to pass on love for God to our kids. And so, um, you know, we just wanted to think about, stop and think about what kind of spiritual legacy are we passing on? That's a question we need to ask. Um, and I remember you John uh, sharing before when we were talking about how to get started homeschooling and you mm-hmm. picked your your homeschool name tell us yeah. about that and how that fits in
1: so uh, it was really it was interesting it was one of those things where um, um, the short of it is my the Lord woke my wife up one morning and uh, with a Reference in her head, she had no idea what it was. Really, yeah, it was. It was really cool. <laughs> One of those. Huh? Uh, it was really cool, and and uh, and the verse was this: it's um, it's Psalm sixty-one, verse five, and it says, "For you, O God, have heard my vows, and you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name." Mm. And you, you know, I grew up. Uh, I grew up in a home where um, my mom took us to church some when we were little. Uh, but we didn't grow up in church as a family. My dad wasn't a believer, and I uh, uh, had an alcoholic grandfather that, that raised my dad. And, and of course, uh, you know, there's a lot of issues that go along with that stuff. And so um, uh, for, for me, um, you know, church was something I came into afterwards, uh, so so when I I would show up at church and do things and other people were like, what are you doing? You don't (laughs) do that in church, you know, don't say those things, don't wear those things, don't do those things. And so I I just didn't, uh, you know, I just didn't get it. But, but my, my conversion, um, my, my, um, uh, experience with Christ was genuine and, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the Lord really made a difference in my life. And so we just decided, you know, my, my wife, her story is a little different, but, um, but Regina and I just decided that we we wanted to make sure that that we gave our kids something different, in spite of all the difficulties and hardship mm. that that we had. And so um, this verse has become the the basis for our homeschool. It's uh, the name of our homeschool is Heritage Academy, wow. uh, based on that passage, Psalm sixty one five. And, um, you know, it's just uh, the Deuteronomy 6 thing is really, like you said, you called it a, a lifestyle, right, mm-hmm. or a way of life. And it really is, um, you know, you kind of, it's its teaching them uh, about the Lord in everything that we do. And <laughs> I thought this was interesting, too. My wife recently sent me this. She she said, I still have this, and this is where I had written something down to her. We talked to the first episode, I think, about moms getting discouraged. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a time when my wife was discouraged and frustrated, and, and, and we both came from teaching in the public school system. So, you know, she, academics where she was really concerned, mm-hmm. you know, that we'd get things right and all that sort of thing. This is, what, uh, this is what I wrote to her as an encouragement to help her focus, and she sent this to me just a couple of days ago and said, I still have this. Mm. And it says, if it doesn't reinforce the character qualities that we want to see in our children, Reinforce the value, the values that we believe are important, and want to instill in them, contribute to their love of learning, <laughs> or deepen their understanding of and relationship with Christ. Then it isn't a priority for their day. Hmm. So when we talk about a lifestyle, that's that's really uh, what was motivating us, you know, in in starting our homeschool and trying to figure all that right. out. And you know, that, <clears throat> that comment and the priority of that
0: really fits into something I wanted to share. And that is to put it in perspective of home education. I love home education. I believe in home education as a philosophy of mm-hmm. education. I, I believe it's the most effective form of education. However, it's not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I mean the reality is any education without a Christian education mm-hmm. w- where I'm thinking about the the eternal uh well-being of my children yeah and I'm thinking about their spiritual life that's more important
1: absolutely you know? it is
0: and that's got to be at the heart so here's here's one of my questions before we go <clears throat> before we go to the to the tip of the week this week which is a practical application of this and that is if you continue to do what you are doing now in your education and in your home, what would the spiritual legacy be? Hmm. You have to think about if we keep doing what we're doing, what is the spiritual legacy? The other question is, what do you want it to be? And, and what can you do to adjust that trajectory? And, And that brings us really to the next, the next tip because I, this is a suggestion that I would have on a way that you can think about your spiritual legacy.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Matthew, uh, the <laughs> today we have uh, as our homeschool tip of the week, we have this this comment: lead a time of family worship in your home. And I find this really intriguing as a worship pastor. Yeah. So, tell me what what does that mean? What uh, how do you envision that? What does that look like in your home? Um.
0: You know, I think that uh, it's super, super basic um, in the sense of, you know, one of the questions is, what would that involve? What would it involve to have family worship? And it's real simple. It would involve simply uh, the scriptures, first of all, mm-hmm. that you would read something from from the scriptures. Um, it would include prayer. You know, th- these are the basic elements of corporate worship. Mm-hmm. Uh and it would include, if possible, music, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't have to, but if you have the opportunity and the ability, um, and I would, I would also include discussion. There'd be sharing, you know, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd have a time with your family to talk about what are we going to pray about? Uh, what does this verse mean? You know, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think those are the basic elements that I would mention Bible reading and discussion, prayer and, and singing if possible. Of course, you know, I play the guitar, mm-hmm. and and you you can lead worship too. Um, I don't assume most people can do that, you know. But sometimes you you have a child who plays the piano is is able to, mm-hmm. and you're a, and you encourage them. Hey, learn some worship psalms. Learn learn some hymns and mm-hmm. uh, and play for us. Or you know what? You can just play something right off Spotify or whatever your music yeah. is, right. and 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 sing and listen and listen to that worship. Um, You know, another one of the questions um, that's often asked is who should lead family worship? Hmm. And um, at this point, you know, homeschooling and most of the things that we talk about end up falling on mom. And I would suggest here is a golden opportunity for dad Hmm. to get involved. This is a really great opportunity. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. But just to say, hey, uh, mom, kids, let's just sit down for a few minutes in the living room. And we're going to open the Bible. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I'm just going to read. I'm going to read to you from the scripture and we're going to pray together. Mm. It could be five minutes. It could be 15 minutes. It could be longer. But but just the simple act of saying the word of God is important in our home. Prayer Mm -hmm. is important in our home. Being together is important in our home. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I also uh, think is a, a good question, a common question, is what are the primary obstacles
1: yeah. that we face? Yeah, I can tell you one right now, All right, and that's time. You know, yeah. the, the older that's right. The older <clears throat> that our kids get, you know, the, the more schedules differ and, yeah. um, you know, having everybody home at the same time every day exactly. of the week is, is really hard. Yeah, and so. I haven't figured that
0: out. I have two teenagers who have jobs now. Yeah. And they're gone at different times. And um, and so, you know, if possible, if you can find that magical moment when everyone's yeah. home, it could be early in the morning. It could yeah. be right before bed. Yeah. Uh, kind of the bookmarks are sometimes good. But um, to commit to something is is important. But I think the other part is being flexible. You know, just this week, John, I realized. Well, you know, we're we're all going to be gone tonight, and we're not going to be able to have a family time. Mm-hmm. And so I was. I work at home, and I was just. I was up from my office uh, in the kitchen at lunchtime, mm-hmm. and there were enough people around. I said, "Hey guys, come on, come come sit down. We just finished lunch. Come sit down, and uh, let me just read to you what I put. I uh, read this morning. Yeah. And we had a very brief discussion and prayed. It may, mm-hmm. it may have been ten minutes, but I really believe that those, that moment of just saying, this is important. This is something we do. So there's a commitment to it, but there's also a flexibility to it. Right. Um, And you know what? All the kids weren't home. That's the other thing. It's never going to be perfect. Yeah. So if all the kids are at home, whoever is home. Right. Do it. Don't do it because, well, everybody's not here. Well, that's not important, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I I think that's great because one of the things that that I've really harped on with our uh, our teams at, at at our church and with the congregation as well is this concept that we we have in the last I don't know in the last 20 years I guess or maybe more we we've kind of redefined that term worship mm-hmm. and and we equate it with music right worship does not equal music and music does not equal mm-hmm. worship that's right and so I, I appreciate the fact that you that you were mentioning you know you don't have to you don't have to be musical right, that's right. if you can incorporate music if you want but it, let me just tell you real quick what worship means it means the word literally means worth it comes from worth sype, which means to ascribe value and so when we worship God when we worship Christ we ascribe to him the value that's due him mm-hmm. right and so it's uh um, that's really what it is so you can Worship God uh, through prayer. You can worship Him through Bible reading and study. You can worship Him through song. And and honestly, one of the most one of the most uh, um, uh, kind of obvious things that we miss in worship is is the element of obedience. Hmm. Right. To yeah. obey the things we know that the Lord has told us is is pretty much the foundational level of worship. That's so right. you know, anyway. Well so, as we
0: get to our last segment here, I want to add one more thought to this, yeah. John, and that is I want to encourage the dads and, and moms, if if dad's not doing it, just do it. Yeah. Um and that is don't make it too complicated. Yeah. And um you are gonna have to give attention to your own spiritual growth if you're
1: gonna mm-hmm. have something to give. Yeah. So that's just the last bit of encouragement. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, one more segment. This is the homeschool reality moment, and uh, so we're going to take a look today, and mom's going to be interviewing her daughter. Yeah. So. So I'm going to interview Nova today, and Nova, can you please tell us, um, how do you like being homeschooled? I Yeah? Okay, what would you say the best part of your day is? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Do you like being home with your brother and sister all day? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, Would you have any encouragement for any families thinking about homeschooling maybe? Bits of advice? Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh. Well, thank you for your time, we appreciate it. <laughs> what well, can you tell the people bye-bye? Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: All right. For those of you who are listening on the radio or on the podcast, (laughs) I just want to let you know that we are videoing this and that I just showed a video and that you can see the video on YouTube. Now, uh, you would have to see how incredibly cute that little interviewee was. (laughs) Um, And so again, this this is the part of the show where you get to contribute. And I would love to just let you know that we would love to get some videos from you. To show us what's going on in your homeschool, you might have some ideas <clears throat> and you might have uh, stories. And if you could uh, record that horizontally on your phone or camera and email that to us at the homeschoolshow at we would love to see it and uh, uh, show it and, and see what's going on in your homeschool. Uh, we are so glad that you joined us today and we would like to encourage you, uh, if this has been helpful for you, to share it with others. And until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy. And we'll see you next week.